you're the get your mind right guy. I think that most people, when they think of Todd Durkin, they think about get your mind right. Like they think about that guy, but I get to see you behind the scenes before you go do a live or before you have an event. And people don't realize how you're actually very balanced with your energy. And before that you're like, Hey Jess, what's up? Like so chill. (laughs) How do you balance or what are some rules you've put in place to be able to like, cause I think with high performance and even with hitting a seven figure business, it's just new ways of operating and new ways of managing your energy. So how do you manage your energy to be able to perform the way you do? I'll get a little esoteric on you. I do believe that life is full of yin and full of yang. I happen to love the yang. That's the high, crazy energy that many people may see that yang energy. And there's nothing like when I'm in a huddle and I'm getting people fired up or on a keynote and I get on stage and, and I love that. I live for that. But really what fuels that is the yin. And the yin side is actually the silence, silencing your mind, quieting your your mind and your heart and your soul so that you can listen into what your heart and your soul is saying that you should be focusing on and strategizing about. So if you know that you've got a keynote talk, you want to write a book, you want some big project um, to happen, then it takes a lot of yin time. The yin side is really nurturing uh, your heart and your spirit. And because I have five sisters, yes, I have I have five sisters. Um, I've learned the importance of, of yin as well as yang. And uh, the yin to me, when you ask, well, how do you do that? Once again, it comes back to your habits uh, and your routines of how are you getting more yin time? Well, for me, I am purposeful in my yin time. Like I have to turn it off and I love turning it off, um, especially after an event. I just had a three-day event that just wrapped up live. Today is more of a quote yin day. You're getting a little bit more of a yin Todd uh, than a yang Todd um, because after a three-day event, I purposely take more yin time. My name is Jess and I am your host here on the Social Strategy Slayer Show, where we talk all things social media for entrepreneurs. Specifically though, how to build your influence and consistently land your ideal clients through the content you're putting out there without you needing to sacrifice your authenticity, your time, or without you needing to run a bunch of expensive ad campaigns. Let's dive in. Today on Social Strategy Slayer, I have a very, very special guest, and I'm really excited about this interview because this person is very near and dear to my heart, and his name is Todd Durkin. If you don't know Todd yet, I don't know where you've been, (laughs) but Todd is absolutely incredible. He has been my client for the last three and a half years, and working with him has been one of the absolute most amazing experiences that I've had in my business. And um, when when Todd came to me three and a half years ago, he called me out of the blue. And I normally don't answer calls that I don't have in my phone, but I just answered this one. And he was like, hi, my name is Todd Durkin. And I was like, oh, hi. He was like, I need social media help. <laughs> I was like, okay. He had gotten my phone number from um, some mutual clients, mutual friends who worked out at his studio, Fit- Fitness Quest 10. And Todd is kind of a celebrity trainer, if you will. He he trains lots of NFL athletes, uh, MLB athletes, as well as just normal people. And he has a mastermind with 150 plus um, fitness business owners who learn how to grow their fitness business. And I would say even it's a really great personal development group for fitness business owners. And um, so when he called me, I was, I didn't know who he was because I wasn't in the fitness industry at all at the time, but I pulled up his page and I saw he was verified and I saw he had a decent following, but I also saw that his page looked like it was being just sporadically done. It did, there was no intentionality behind it. There was no strategy behind it. And I also knew that there was a lot we could do with it. But at the time I wasn't wanting to work with agency clients So I said no. And then when I opened my agency back up, I gave him a call and the timing just worked out perfectly. And today, as we speak, he is my only agency client. He's the only client that um, my team and I decided to keep on when we shut our agency down at the end of uh, 2020. So over the past year, he's been the only one we've worked with in that capacity because 
he's just such a joy to work with. We have so much fun together. And when he started with us, I think he was at like 21,000 Instagram followers. And now he is up to, I want to say, um, let's see, I'm just going to look at it. It's He's up to 43.5 Instagram, so 43,500 Instagram followers, which is awesome. Not that it's about followers, but He's seen that growth through implementing the strategies that we talk about here on this podcast. We don't run ads. We don't, you know, buy followers. We don't use any like weird hacks. We stay true to creating content that really speaks to his audience and figuring out ways that we can grow in that regard through adding value and challenging the mindsets of people who follow him. Um, as well as through him sharing his journey really openly and vulnerably. So all of this is just to say, I love Todd. I've been working with him for three and a half years, and I'm really excited for you to hear from him. And just in case you hadn't heard how Todd and I met, I wanted to share that with you. And this specific interview is from a summit that I put on earlier this year called the Seven Figure Fitness Business Show. And Todd really focused on mindset. And my team and I, when we were looking at what podcast to put out this week, we thought that this was the perfect time for you to think about your mindset and to get your mind right, as Todd says. And um, the reason is because we're coming up on the holidays. Like we are coming right up on the holidays. It can be a lot emotionally, running a business, trying to spend time with family, taking care of your kids your grandkids maybe even. I don't know what you're, you have going on in your specific circumstance, but what I do know is the holidays is a joyful time. It can also be an extremely stressful time. And we just wanted to bring you the best of the best when it comes to mindset. So take a listen to this episode and also make sure you take a screenshot and put it in your Instagram stories. Tag me and tag Todd. This helps so much, right? Like I think that most people don't realize how that little act really goes such a long way in helping the podcasters that you listen to bring you better content, get more eyes on the show, um, get better guests, all of that, right? So if you could do that, that would mean the world to us and tag us at Jess Jacobson and tag Todd at Todd Durkin. And let's dive in. Welcome back to the Seven Figure Fitness Business Show. And I just completed my interview with Todd and I can't wait for you to hear it right now. Todd Durkin is a client of mine. He's been my client for three and a half years. Him and his team are fabulous. And my team and myself love working with him. We help him with all his social media. And if you don't know Todd, Todd is someone who owns one of the most famous gyms in the world, Fitness Quest 10. He also trains tons of professional athletes from Hall of Famers and, you know, people like Drew Brees, LaDainian Tomlinson, people like Mike Chandler in the UFC. He does um, NFL players, MMA fighters, um, you know, baseball players and everything in between. But other than that, he also has a mastermind where he teaches other fitness business owners how they can build their fitness businesses. And it's a great personal development group, actually. And Todd really is who he says he is. He is such an awesome, incredible guy. I love working with him. And in this interview, we talk not just about business, but we do talk about that. We talk about business, where he thinks the fitness industry is going, how you know how you have to show up if you want to build a seven-figure business. But we also talk about mindset. And energy and his his knowledge of energy and you know massage therapy and all these things and how that plays into you being a high performer. I can't wait for you to hear this and make sure after you're done watching, you head to the Facebook group and let us know your takeaways from this interview with Todd Durkin. Welcome back to the Seven Figure Fitness Business Show, and I'm ex- extra excited about fired up about today's guest, Todd Durkin. What's up, Todd? Hey, Jess, how are you today? I'm great. It's a beautiful Monday in Chicago, and I get to spend some extra time with you, so all things are good. Fantastic. Gotta love Chi-Town. Gotta love Chi-Town. And I'm really excited because you released a book last year called Get Your Mind Right, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to jump right into it because I want to know, you talk a lot about get your mind right, your whole brand, everything you do, your book, get your mind right. But 
what does get your mind right look like to you? Like, how do you define someone getting their mind right? Well, just one of the things I've, I've learned in 25 years and being the, being in the fitness and sports training industry is that the highest level athletes in the world, the, the leaders of the largest brands in the world who have had the opportunity to work with, um, top trainers, top executives, uh, 90% of success, if not more is done between the ears. And what I've learned with what it does get your mind right mean to me is it is a battle every single day to get your mind right. So when I wrote Get Your Mind Right, the book, it really was of like studying in the trenches, in the gym, training these folks, the best in the world, the way they do is how can I, uh, as a top coach and trainer, how can not only I help them get their mind right, but what can I do to sharpen my sword? What can I do to get my mind right? Because most people think, oh, Todd Durkin, that's the get your mind right guy. He, he's just got his mind all the time. He was born like that. No, 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 no. That's actually, although I do believe part of its DNA, I do believe the, the different habits and disciplines and systems that I've set for my life allow me to win uh, the battle between the ears and get the mind right on a, on a regular basis. Not every day is peaches and cream and, and, and sunshine and rainbows. We all know that. And I want to make sure that our, our listeners, they know it. But bottom line is we've got to, win the battle between our ears every single day. And you mentioned the high performers you work with. You work with some of the top athletes. You speak at some of the biggest companies, organizations in the country as a keynote speaker. What are some of the common traits you see among high performers? Especially right now, I think the highest and best traits uh, with the high performance is discipline to do the habits and things necessary to operate at your highest and best self. Like, what does that mean? It's really probably what you don't do versus even what you do do. So if you're, if you're, you know, you're sleeping in late, I would say beat the sun up is one of my rules, uh, 13 rules of living, but beat the sun up is, is a rule. I find that, um, uh, your nutrition and movement are imperative to get the body chemistry, right. Uh, so that you can actually oxygenate your blood, purify and, and get your mind right on a daily basis. Um, and what the input is, what's coming into your body, what's coming into your brain. And when I'm talking about that, I'm talking, what are you, what are you watching? If you're watching the news on a consistent basis, well, you're going to be filled up with a lot of toxicity, a lot of negativity. And before you know it, then you're a pessimist and you're not living, uh, I would say, be the most positive person that you know how to be more of an optimist well it's tough if you're not moving if you're not eating right you're watching the news you're surrounding yourself with people who aren't optimists or are pulling the pull, pulling the gloom and doom out of everybody that's not a good thing so the highest performers they're working out like they are a pro athlete they're eating um, as clean as possible and eliminating or reducing alcohol in their diet so they can really be poignant um, with their focus and their energy um, they're 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 doing everything from journaling reading a book everywhere from once a week to once a month they're surrounding themselves with other people who are lifting them up they've got routines for their morning and routines for their evening so they can sleep good. So uh, in, in all my years of living, that's the one thing I've learned is it comes down to your routines and your habits. And if you want to be a high performer, then you got to learn from high performers. And right now, because of the distractions, because of the things going on in the world, it's real easy to get distracted. And we can't live in that stratosphere if we want to get to another level. And I remember you in your, your first answer to the first question too, you talked about your energy, like you're the get your mind right guy. I think that most people, when they think of Todd Durkin, they think about get your mind right. Bah! Like they think about that guy, but I get to see you behind the scenes before you go do a live or before you have an event. And people don't realize how you're actually very balanced with your energy. And before that you're like, Hey Jess, what's up? Like so chill. <laughs> How do you balance or what are some rules you've put in place to be able to like, cause I think with high performance and even with hitting a seven figure business, it's just new ways of operating and new ways of managing your energy. So how do you manage your energy to be able to perform the way you do? I, I, I'll get a little esoteric on you. I do believe that life is full of yin and full of yang. I happen to love the yang. That's the high, crazy energy that many people may see, that yang energy. And there's nothing like when I'm in a huddle and I'm getting people fired up or on a keynote and I get on stage. And, and I love that. I live for that. 
But really what fuels that is the yin. And the yin side is actually the silence, silencing your mind, quieting your, your mind and your heart and your soul so that you can listen into what your heart and your soul is saying that you should be focusing on and strategizing about. So if you know that you've got a keynote talk, or you want to write a book, uh, you want some big project um, to happen, then it takes a lot of yin time. The yin side is really nurturing uh, your heart and your spirit and because I have five sisters, yes, I have, I have five sisters. Um, I've learned the importance of, of yin as well as yang. And uh, the yin to me, when you ask, well, how do you do that? Once again, it comes back to your habits uh, and your routines of how are you getting more yin time? Well, for me, I am purposeful in my yin time. Like I have to turn it off and I love turning it off, um, especially after an event. I just had a three-day event that just wrapped up live. Today is more of a quote yin day. You're getting a little bit more of a yin Todd uh, than a yang Todd um, because after a three-day event, I purposely take more yin time where uh, what does that look like? Well, that could mean not only is your sleep dialed in, but it's, it's getting silent time, quiet time, getting your journal and writing more than ever before. Um, prayer time dials up. Uh, so the yin time is where you can quiet the inside and do that. Meditation uh, is very powerful. I have learned that many of the top high performers in the world uh, between executives and athletes do spend time, even as little as five minutes a day in meditation. And, and if you're listening out there, you're thinking, well, what does meditation mean? Guys, meditation can mean anything from prayer, quiet time, uh, guided meditation, where you're just doing some breath work. And there's, I even talk about it in, in my book. There's different forms of breath work uh, that you can do to manipulate the breath to slow down your breathing process and lower your heart rate and your respiration rate and uh, all of the things that are important so that your systems, your, your systemic system, your, your, your whole body can relax because right now we're on a total like fight or flight, adrenaline is high, adrenal glands are stressed. So that's why when we're eating right, we're sleeping right, we're moving, we're supplementing right. And if you, uh, for me, I'm a big believer in going to like a naturopathic doctor to get your blood tested, to see with where your numbers are at, your vitamins, your minerals, your hormones, all of those things. So you can line up all the different aspects of the end of the game is energy, energy. So people may say, oh, he's full of full of crazy, great energy. Uh, well, that energy is manifested. It's created. And if my sleep isn't right, if my nutrition isn't dialed in, um, if I don't follow my rules for living, then my energy isn't going to be sustainable uh, as long as I want. And it's not going to be as poignant so that when the button gets pushed and I have to go truly all out yang, then I can't do that. Yeah. I, I feel like I get to see the yin Todd as much as the yang Todd, which is fun. Um, <laughs> Which one do you I like better? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I love them both. I, I, right. I think I like the, the chill Todd just because no one does get to see that Todd. And, and the chill Todd is so unexpected. Like when I actually met you and you were like, the first day I met you, I don't know if you remember, like you, you it was um, idea world. It was your, the day before. Day before. Um, and you were like doing this Facebook live for an hour and you like, we needed to give you an aspirin after because you were like so explosive and you were like, my head hurts so bad. <laughs> like, cause you were just like bah! the whole hour. And then afterward you were just like, all right, I'm going to go sit down in the office. And then right after you like take the Advil and you're like, so Jess, what are your goals? Like, <laughs> what do you want to create? And I was like, what? Like you were just so loud and crazy and now you're super chill. So I feel like people just don't see it. Mm. I mean, you also could get a really good look at that if you watch Todd's Mind Right Maniac on um, YouTube. There's a really good, I think that series shows really well how you balance your energy, like you preparing for talks or you with your kids and really like what that takes. Um, I think people just don't realize that. Yeah. And Jess, I would say this is uh, having the opportunity to be behind the scenes for a lot of the athletes I work with in the NFL and in baseball and even in UFC. Uh, I realized even before a huge game or a huge fight, it's very, very quiet. It's extremely you think people back there and just getting jacked up and all that. And it's not. I mean, I've been with with Drew Brees before he the Super Bowl um, and 
you'd think that the people are going nuts. No, you use the adrenaline of the crowd to get your emotions up. But like anything, you never want to get your emotions so high that you lose focus on what you want to do. So before a uh, pre-COVID, before a, a big event live with thousands of people and and huddles with hundreds, um, I, right before that, I, I've been totally visualizing the event and visualizing uh, what I want to accomplish and having that quiet time so that when I feel the adrenaline, I can ride that and be one with it and really be in tune with that. Because again, energy is cyclical. And I I, I love, quote, studying energy. I, I love manipulating energy. I think that's why I went into massage therapy school. 1995, I went to massage therapy school and I learned all about things like Tai Chi and, and yoga and breath work and these, these different principles and practices that I didn't know a lot about. I'd heard about them, but I never practiced Tai Chi um, where you really, you talk about the, the, the mastering the, the energy and mastering the Chi. Um, that's often what I think of myself now. So my morning routine is totally in for the first hour before I even go work out and, and then start to amp it up and have my routine to amp it up so that when I show up to the gym or I show up to a talk, my energy is very focused. So my, when I'm on Yang, I'm focused and I can think it's not just yelling and screaming and things like that. It's, it's, it's in a way that I am connecting with the crowd and whether that crowd be 10 or 50 or a hundred or a thousand, it's uh, focused on how I can best serve that day. And when it comes to the harder times, like the harder moments, like even last year, for example, last year, when everything, when COVID hit and you had to like make a bunch of really hard decisions at fitness quest 10, what when you're getting your mind right, like in those moments, because I think it feels harder for people in those moments to know, like, how do you manage your emotions and your energy when you're going through something really tough or when you're the leader on the other end of needing to deliver some bad news or make some hard decisions? What kind of, how do you get your mind right in those moments? And then how do you tackle them after that? Well, I think that how you get your mind right, there's a few different ways to do that. Number one, if you're struggling or wrestling with a big decision in life or business, one of the ways that I've always used since before I even started my gym is talking to mentors, talking to mentors who've been there and done that. And I've got um, uh, a cadre of different mentors in my life, in different areas of my life, uh, several in business. Um, several in the spiritual component. And where does this sit in from a spiritual aspect? And uh, I look at my gym now, Fitness Quest 10 as a, as a sanctuary and how I can serve there. So it still is a very important part of my life is being able to feed people um, energetically there as well as physically. Um, so one of the ways I do that is making sure I speak with those who are important in my life. And I also am a huge believer in, in uh, writing down and journaling and and part of journaling is tapping into the whispers. Chapter nine of my book, I talk about tapping into the whispers. Um, some will say strategic planning. Well, strategic planning is important. And um, I, I have everything from my annual roadmap and strategic plan all the way down into the into the day, how I plan a day. I have a very systematic way I do that. Um, but I also think it's part planning and putting it on paper. But Paul, part also intuitively listening to the inside and how you may have to adapt because let's face it, people are still hurting on the inside. I mean, I'm no different. Like part of me feels like I got PTSD from, from the pandemic, because if you're a, if you're a servant, like if you're serving people in a, in a service-based business, I, I literally try to put the weight of the world on my back and carry people from like, doing a live every single day for 90 days in that pandemic because I thought it was going to be two weeks. So I was like, hey, let me do a live every day at 12 noon. And the Good News Network was born. Next thing I know, I was acting crazy in the middle of the pandemic, as you, as you saw, Jess. But like there were days right before I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, and then I would go live and I'd be fired up because I'd see people from all over the world tuning in and, and the energy was just electric. And I'd get off and I'd be like face planning because I was so exhausted from the roller coaster ride of, of that. And that was just part of it, like that, that, that aspect. But, you know, for me in making big decisions with Fitness Quest 10 and, and with my, you know, the next decade of my life, how do I want to spend that next decade? 
there were and are a lot of big decisions being made. And I think it's really important that you tap into the inside, your gut, um, what your mentors are saying and how you want to structure your life so that you can do ultimately what you're best at and what your divine purpose is. So if I love to, if I love the platform and speaking and writing and and coaching, then I've got to, I, I may have to cut some things outside of that, that I, I, I do like doing, but really doesn't move my soul, like speaking and writing and, and coaching do. Yeah. And, and how do you pick your mentors? Cause I know that you are a mentor to many fitness business owners. You have an awesome mastermind, which I think is like one of the best, even personal development masterminds that I've seen in general. But I'm curious when you're looking at choosing a mentor for any area of your life, do you have some sort of criteria or do you go based on a feeling like how does Todd Durkin pick his mentors? Uh, great question. I think as it's been said before, you can only go as, you know, you can only grow as far as you go and you can only go as far as you grow. Um, so how far are you willing to go? You got to make sure you grow. Mentors are a huge part of that. Interesting enough, I think when you are really tapping into the yin and the quiet time, and if you're setting intentions on paper and then out loud, for me in my life, mentors have always just appeared at the right time. They've just all of a sudden, like, how did they come into my life? Because someone mentioned someone's name and you check them out and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm really struggling with this area of my life right now. Or I really want to manifest this area of my business or career right now. And the next thing that you know, someone appears that you really resonate. I'm a big uh, kinesthetic person. Like, how does it feel? Does it feel um, like a relationship that that uh, can help me be a better man, a better, a better father, a better husband. And, and even though I have most of my mentors are people I would consider extremely close and inside my life, I also have some, like many people that are listening in, mentors who I've never met before. I look at Tony Robbins, and I, I, Tony Robbins, to me, is a mentor. Robin Sharma, who I've been part of his programs, and we have a, uh, a not a close relationship, but Robin Sharma, to me, is someone who I would consider a mentor. He has impacted the way I think, the way I write, um, the way I structure some of my live events. So some of these people are, quote, people I would consider mentors but they're not to me like a a um, a Wayne Cotton or <clears throat> or a Pastor Miles McPherson or Pastor uh, David Jeremiah uh, is to me as well. So um, I think mentor mentors come in different levels and different ways, but in some way they've got to resonate with where you're at in your life, also. So what I'm hearing you say is the more you tap into the whispers, the more you get clear on what you need or the direction you want to go, then the universe can bring it to you. Yeah, just 2006, I expanded Fitness Quest 10. I needed $10,000 more a month to, to make things just break even. I put seven intentions on a note card. I had no idea how these intentions would come true. They were truly just intentions, and I didn't have one of the intentions was to have a major apparel deal. I didn't have any contacts at any of the big uh, apparel deals. Next thing I know, three months later, I was rubbing elbows with um, an executive from Under Armour. And several months after that, I signed the first um, sponsored facility Under Armour deal and became a sponsored athlete uh, with Under Armour. I've been with them you know, since 2007. Um, I put that I wanted to uh, create a membership and, and all these things I put down within six months, all of them have come true or had come true at that time. Now, I'm not saying because you put in a note card, your intentions are that you want to become a millionaire or a seven-figure business owner, whatever it may be, that it's going to come true. But I guarantee you this, that if you put it on a note card or in your journal, you write it in your computer and you look at that every day and you set intentions about it, there's an energy going out into the universe and you are setting a vibration that all of a sudden you start speaking it and someone knows someone who knows someone that can help you. And the next thing you know, you're on the phone with them or you're DMing them. And, and all of a sudden, that intention is coming true. That's because you've set the intention and you're living with intentionality. 
And I think that's part of the secret sauce that, that I learned at a young age, even back in college, when my sister told me to tap into my intuition and my gut and, and change my major from government and business to kinesiology. And my whole head trash and stick at thinking was, well, why would I want to do that? Because then I'm, I'm just going to be a teacher and coach. And I really didn't want to be just a teacher and coach at that time. And she said, trust your gut. Well, trust your gut is trust your intuition. And if you can get in touch with that, it's hard to do sometimes when if we're living with from ego or or from outside our our inner self, then um, I think when we can do that, I think that's where when we can really reach our best self and our happiest and most joyful self as well. I feel like one of the things you said that I just wanted to reflect back because I think it's powerful is you you set an intention and you set a vision and you visualized it, but you had no idea how it was going to come true. Like Mm. you had no idea how it was going to come true, but you just believed in, in you and in your vision. And you were like, I'm just going to go for this. And you never didn't even know anyone didn't even see like the lane clearly. Um, how do you, do you still do that? Like, do you still, I was talking about it yesterday at the retreat, literally, because right now I have the vision to create this university. Now, Mm -hmm. I have a vision. I don't know exactly yet exactly what the university is going to look like. I know where it's going to end up. I don't even know how it's going to be accomplished. But one of the, the books that came into my life from someone I know is Who, Not How. The who, not the how. If you have the right who's in your life, then the hows will be created. You, you have those people help you with the how to get that done, what you want to get done. Like for me, this is a pretty big vision of that. Well, that also requires learning. And I love learning. So let's say, for example, you want to learn how to be a better, whether it be a business coach or a trainer, or you want to learn about how to create memberships, whatever it may be, you find who's the best in the business at doing that, best in the world at that, and then you learn from them. And that learning could be in several different ways. Sure, you can listen to a podcast for 30 minutes or 60 minutes, and you can learn some things, or you could sign up for the entire course and invest Five hundred, a thousand, two thousand, ten thousand dollars, whatever a course might be, and expedite the learning. And the next thing you know, you get clarity on that, or you will hire someone to help you execute those, depending on where you're at in your walk of life. But to me, the learning aspect really helps get the juices flowing as well, because when you're learning, you're growing. You're like, oh, okay, here's how it's done. And I think it's part of the get your mind right mentality and philosophy is is the devotion and commitment to continual learning is going to help you to where you want to go. Because when I said earlier on, you can only go as far as you grow. Well, learning is part of growth and it could be in your business. It could be in your spiritual growth. It could be in your own personal health growth. Like you got to make some improvements because if you don't have your health, bottom line is you have nothing. You can't have the mental clarity and the focus and the energy that you want. If you're not exercising, if you're not moving, if you're not eating clean and eating right and getting, getting the right uh, system, getting the right foods in your body, the right fuel in your body, you can't operate at your best self. So for me, uh, that's, that's part of the mentality and philosophy I use in, in, uh, learning and with mentors. That's awesome. And what do you think? I feel like you've kind of answered this in, in all of the questions, but I'm curious, what do you think it takes to build a seven figure fitness business while leading as a heart centered leader? Yeah. Well, number one, let's, 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 let's call an ace and ace. It, it takes hard work. <laughs> It takes hard work. It takes many times working over the weekend. It takes many times after the kids go to sleep, then you got to roll up your sleeves and do another one or two or three hours of work. So uh, for me, the first decade of my life, as I was building my business, there was a lot of hard work involved. And to this day, there's still a lot of hard work. I think sometimes people have this dream that they're going to create a six or seven or eight figure business. And it's not a lot of hard work. Yes, we want to structure our day where we have time freedom, but let's not shy away from the hard work that is going to take. And even the failures that you're going to have and, and the tough conversations you're going to have with either employees or employers that it's going to take to really get you to the next level. But what is it going to take to get to the to, to the next level, whatever the next level is for you? But it, to your question, a seven figure business, it's going to take a vision. What do you want to do to create? What do you want to create to change the world for a better place? Like that's a deep question, but truly the answer is 
How can I make the, the world a better place to be? What can I do? What can I create? What can I manifest to make the world a better place to be? What can I get convicted to do that's going to drive me, my passion, my purpose, so that I can create that? Because if it's financially based, I just believe I've never come from that position. Um, I'm actually not the guy you'd want to talk to about like PL statements because I'm driven totally by passion, purpose, and trusting that at the end of the day, um, there's going to be um, excess, right? So that I can give back and do the things I want to do and live the life that I want to do. As my, my good friend, Pastor Gino Mingo has said, um, you know, if, if you want to have, if you want to have an, an overflow, then you got to make sure you guard your inflow so you can have a, uh, a good overflow. So what is coming in, the inflow affects the outflow so that you can have an overflow. So you got to make sure what the inflow is going to be good so that you have great outflow so you can have that overflow. So for me, it's, it's that seven figure business. It's going to be that vision. It's going to be a strategy. You got to put your vision, your thoughts down on paper, the strategy, because everyone's got a great idea. Everyone wants to be a millionaire per se, but not everyone goes to work and puts it on paper and creates a, a business plan that includes the financials and who do I need to, to put into my life and how am I going to afford this and what, what you know how can I invest uh, in this most intelligently. Um, and then you have that strategy and then you're like a quarterback or a great coach. You're willing to make some audibles and changes along the way because times change. Uh, let's face it, even the last year and a half, you had to adapt and be nimble and, and, and pivot with different aspects of your business and your life. And uh, at the end of the day, listen to your customers, listen to your, your people. They're telling you what what they want. So could you poll your people or listen to your people? What are they DMing you? What are they emailing you? Have you done a poll with them? And listen to what they want because so many times we try to figure things out. And if you have a list of people, if you have an audience, listen to their questions because if they have a question, a thousand other people have the same question. Can you answer people's questions? Because if you can and do it in a succinct way and a simple way, then uh, you have the basis of what can be a very successful profitable, and even most important, purposeful business. That's awesome. And I think the major takeaways from what you said is also to get to a seven-figure business or to want the to want to create financial freedom, it actually has to come from you having a vision of what you want your life to look like that is not driven by necessarily money. It's driven by purpose, freedom, passion, and what you want your life to look like so you can visualize it. Because otherwise, what I'm hearing you say too is from what I see with you and other successful people is you could have, if it was just money driven, you probably would have quit a long time ago because it is so hard work. Like it's hard work with you being up late and having to travel. And so that's powerful. Well, yeah, I think... Uh <laughs> I think everyone has the choice to create the life they want. So one thing I don't love doing is I don't like being around complainers. I don't like being around whiners because if you don't like something, then change it, like get out of it, change occupations, change careers, change your business. If over time you're just constantly complaining about your boss, then either you change your boss by quitting, getting out of a job or change change because everyone wants, you know, it's, it's easy to complain about what's not good in, in today's world. Forget the, forget the complaining part. There's too much complaining going on. If you surround yourself with complainers, you will become toxic and you'll become a complainer yourself. So you got to guard with who the heck you're hanging out with, who you're surrounding yourself with, what you're listening to. All of those things count because the last thing I want to do is be around pessimists that are complaining about whatever uh, it is that's going to take away from my, my focus that I need to help people and get people where I want to go. So that's one thing I have little patience for. Um, and one of the reasons why I'm always on social media or on a live or write an email about putting out optimistic stuff to try to get people's minds right, uh, because we can't live in a cesspool and a quagmire of negativity because there's enough of it in the world. And if, you, if you're not careful, you become toxic real quick. As, uh, as Dr. J says, my, my mentor, Pastor Jeremiah, the body, mind, and soul are all, are all contagious. And if you're not careful, they'll catch the disease of each other. So if you're not careful to catch the disease of each other, your body, your mind, your soul, your spirit, you know, you got to make sure you're feeding each of those every single day. Feed your mind, feed your spirit, feed your body good stuff so it can operate its best self. Because all of a sudden you're like, man, she's different. He's different. Like, what's different about her? 
What's different about him? I don't know. I can't put a finger on it. It's typically energy is positive. It's radiant. And uh, it's a smile. It's the way you, you know, you reach out and touch somebody, whatever it may be. Um, but all of those are little things that are intangibles that I believe right now in a world that is needing more positivity and more optimism. This is why I'm trying to double down with what I'm doing and putting out great stuff to help people get their minds right. Love it. And um, okay, I have another question for you that's a little different, but I'm curious, um, where do you see the fitness industry going? Like moving forward, what are some things you're looking at or Fitness Quest 10 is looking at that you're like, ooh, or you're even teaching the mastermind members that you're like, this is where we're going. This is what we're looking at. Like you have your finger on the pulse of everything. So I'm wondering if you could share some things that you're noticing or some predictions that you might even have. Mm. So there's the short term and there's the long term. And in the short term, depending on where one lives in the world, um, there are parts of the world right now who are really, really hurting still and are shut down. And it's going to be a several more months before they can get open again. If anyone's listening right now and is in a part of the world that uh, is shut down and you can't do your craft, let me just speak life into you right now, letting you know that we will get through this and you will get through this and know that on the other side where there's darkness, the exact opposite is light and there is light. How do I know that? Because out here in San Diego at Fitness Quest 10, I'm already starting to feel that. The last month, fitness is picking up. We're at about 75 to 80% of our norm right now. There's people laughing, smiling, giving high fives, touching each other. Amazing. Like doing some really great stuff. The energy is off the hook. The community is growing. People need community. So we're starting to get back to where we want to be and need to be. Long-term, <laughs> this industry is positioned for astronomical growth. Why? Because there's a lot of people who are hurting right now. Their health is suffering physically, mentally, kids, moms and dads, adults, grandmas and grandpas, teachers and coaches, doctors and lawyers. People are hurting physically and mentally. So where are they going to go? They're going to need to turn to things that are uh, going to be positive stress uh, relievers, not not drugs or alcohol. That's being abused right now as well. We got to get people um, using things that are actually going to elicit a great positive uh, e emotion and help one stress because there's enough negativity out there and, and disease going on right now. It's killing millions of people that there is going to be a huge uptick in health and fitness, uh, different opportunities. Now, specifically speaking, because I get the question all the time about, you know, what about oh, like brick and mortar versus online? Well, I know this, that brick and mortar those who have survived the entire last year and a half and, and are still opened up and will be opened up, I believe if they're really serving their community and their, their heart-centered entrepreneurs, trainers, and coaches out there are doing great things, that their communities are really going to prosper uh, on that. While we did do online training and coaching throughout the pandemic, that's not our cup of tea. And people, some people like it and some people don't. Many of our members are doing both. They have memberships at Fitness Quest 10. They're training one-on-one -on -one with us because one-on-one -on -one training will come back even to like it was when I first started training in the early 2000s. Why? Because it's small, it's intimate. People need a personal connection. They need to talk and have good conversations about positive things on that. So one-on-one -on -one training um, uh, will continue to grow over the next year. And for those who are in online uh, training. Good. That's going to grow as well. There's how many billions of people on this planet and there's a lot of people that need a lot of help. So if you have a Peloton or a mirror or a tonal membership, fantastic. Great. Do that. Move your body. But you may want to check out your local studio as well because there's trainers that can help you live and there's nothing like the live connection of a community. 
because the last I checked, most people check in two or three times a week to a brick and mortar studio, gym or club. Well, you need more than two or three times a week to move to really be at your best health. So you may want to then jump into your online membership. But when it comes to doubling down on your memberships, you can't get enough of your health. It is said, and this is my favorite quote, I believe, of all time. It's that he or she who has their health has a thousand dreams. He or she who does not has one. He or she who has their health has 1,000 dreams. He or she who does not has one. If you lose your health, there's about one thing, your health. Get your health back. You don't want to die. So whether it be COVID, cancer, heart disease, diabetes, all of these things are killing um, people at, a, at a, re a record rate. How do you combat that? Your health. So whether it be at your local studio, whether it be online, the bottom line, line is you got to move. The other thing I'd say is this, Jess, when it comes to uh, looking forward to what else is going to be important is the power of touch, massage therapy, uh, body work. All of this is going to grow rapidly in about six months when we're really in the tail end of this pandemic, because I've studied touch for many years to the point of that is my graduate thesis was on touch. 1999, uh, the physiological and psychological effects of massage therapy on stress and anxiety. Little did I know in 1999 when I was studying uh, Dr. Tiffany Field down at the Touch Research Institute in Miami, Florida, how important touch is, but you don't realize how important it is uh, until you can't do it. Kids are suffering. Kids aren't getting touched positively. Spouses aren't getting touched positively. People on the planet, people in the geriatric community aren't being touched positively in the sense of now COVID, social distance, keep your distance, keep your distance and touch. I'm talking about affectionate, positive touch, holding hands, hugs. All of those things are important to one's human spirit. So I do believe that massage, body work, all of these things are going to really being stretched, literally like physical being stretched, fascial stretch therapy, OPB, optimal performance, body work. All of these things will be very important um, in the next few months and for many, many years to come because of the power of touch as well. Awesome. I have one more question for you. And then we have our meeting. <laughs> <laughs> you get to spend so much time with me today. Um, so helpful. Thank you so much. I'm excited to come to Fitness Quest 10 in two weeks. I'll be there. I'm like so excited. I'm like, let me come. I'm Get so ready, ready to Let's see everyone. We're getting ready. I can't wait. Um, so I have a Tim Ferriss question for you. I love the Tim Ferriss questions. I love to ask them. I think they're really interesting. Um, and I'm also just curious for myself, what purchase of a hundred dollars or less has most positively impacted your life in your recent memory? Man, I don't buy anything. <laughs> um, uh, under a hundred dollars or less um, in the last, I would say, uh, you know, I don't know exactly how much it costs, but it was this little, the little stand under this computer that can actually like tilt my computer up or down. I like that thing because on a live, I can take, I can take it and have different angles of it and it raises it up. So I would say, I would say that it's probably about a hundred dollars for that little stand. What's That's that perfect. called, Jess? You're probably the one that rec recommended it to me. You and Zach are the ones that recommended it to me. It's a computer stand <laughs> on Amazon. Yeah, I'd say and that and a ring light. Yeah, a ring light's not a hundred. My ring light is 80 bucks and it's really good. It's, I think it's the same one you have too. Um, and a phone stand. Do you use your phone stand that I got you? Not enough, not enough. That thing is my favorite thing ever. I love it. Okay. Well, you hold okay. your phone out a lot, so. I do, I do. But- the stand is great because then you can be really, you know, animated with your hands. The question made me think. I'm like, I don't really buy that much. <laughs> I love the question. Um, and what what book have you gifted the most? Well, get your mind right. I, figured, <laughs> I, I, I gift that a lot. Uh, but honestly, beside my own book, get your mind right. Um, the two I would say is the Who Not How book. Uh, I just read, I, I've gifted that quite a bit. It was the recommended read in the mastermind in my mastermind group last month. And also I have a devotional from Pastor David Jeremiah. Cause a lot of times I'll, I'll put my devotionals, I'll put them on my stories and, um, and people are like, what devotional is that? 
and it's it's Pastor Jeremiah, uh, a great man who I train three times a week. Uh, it's his daily devotional. And for me, sometimes I just need like a little quick snippet in the morning where I can sit and meditate on some scripture. I love that. That's awesome. And yeah, obviously everyone check out Todd's book, Get Your Mind Right. Um, you also post books you're reading a lot. I kind of thought you were going to pick a book for the hundred dollars or less. I was like, he's going to pick a book and then I'm not going to ask him the next question, but you didn't pick a book. So I asked you, <laughs> it would, that would have been do not have, cause that was just last month. I got that. Yeah. I'm excited to read that one. You guys have been talking about it so much. Um, Great book. and then also I have a little, um, I have a little downloadable that Todd is giving you guys for free. It is five secrets to a stronger mindset. And that'll be linked right below. This will be a big button that says download Todd's free gift. And you'll just put your email, your phone number in, and it'll download. And it's all Todd's five secrets to a stronger mindset. And um, I'll plug his mastermind for him real quick because it's the best group ever there. Everybody in the group is super heart centered. Everyone on this show is a fitness business owner and, um, if you're watching this and you're looking for a place, not only just to learn what's up and coming in business, but to really have an accountability group where you can fill up your cup and have people holding you high and bringing you back to your vision and infusing positivity in, that's the Todd Durkin mastermind. And if you're interested in that, um, I'll also leave a link for that because I think that you guys need to check that out. Thanks, Jess. No problem. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate you, Todd. <laughs> I appreciate that. And for anyone else with Fit Pro or not, don't forget to check out the podcast. Jess helps me a lot with that. Uh, it's called The Impact Show, The Todd Erkin Impact Show. Uh, Jess is part of the team um, who helps get all that stuff out there. So we do take a lot of pride in the podcast as well. So if you need if you need some uh, yin or yang, Todd, depending on the episode, you might get yin, Todd. You might get yang, Todd. Um but the uh, the podcast is something our team takes great pride in as well. And if you ever have a question you want Todd to ask you, mm -hmm. if you want you want to ask Todd to get on the podcast, just send him a DM and we will get to it. And then he can Definitely. answer on the podcast. That's right. <laughs> All right, Todd. Well, I'll see you in five minutes. <laughs> Thanks awesome. for being here. Thanks, Jess. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day. Peace. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Social Strategy Slayer. Before you go, before you go, I have something really awesome for you. I have a PDF download on all of the things you need to know about creating an Instagram bio that actually converts. I know that I personally love a visual. I love to download something and actually be able to see what are my action steps? How do I take that next step? Because a huge way that people lose money or lose the game on Instagram is by not having their bio ducks in a row. They don't know how to convert their, their profile photos off. Their username is off. Their name is not optimized for SEO. They don't have their bio constructed. They don't know where to put certain things like personal values. They don't know where to put things like what their call to action is. They're all messed up on Linktree. They don't know these things and you need to have your bio in order for you to be able to convert on Instagram. You do. It's the number one thing I tell people when I'm on my audits with them. I go through their bio and I basically tear it to shreds. And it's all out of love and it's something you can rinse and repeat. You can use this download anytime you want. But click down to the show notes and click over and download this PDF because it is going to help you keep it in your resource file. Make sure you take action on it today because this is something that up until now I've only taught in my courses, my programs, my VIP days. And still, I, I, I do tell people how to do this for their personal brand on those sessions, but you now have a PDF downloadable guide that cuts right to the chase. How do I create an Instagram bio that converts? I got you. Head to the show notes and take action on it today. Save it in your files. Make sure that you save it. You rinse and repeat it. You can use it anytime you want. So I hope you head down to the show notes. You click that and you download your guide to creating an Instagram bio that converts. It'll take you maybe 15 minutes to update. It will take you no time at all. 
and it'll help you actually create leads from your Instagram. All right. Thank you so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone that you love, someone that you know really could use it. And don't forget to download that guide. All right. Sending you all my love and I'll see you next week.